Hi, welcome to Harvest Church Podcast. We pray that as you listen today, you are blessed and encouraged. Thank you so much for listening in. If you want any more information about our ministry, we'd love you to jump onto our website, harvestaustralia.org. Have a great day. share today on what I've called renewal. And renewal can mean a whole lot of things, but let me start by reading from 2 Corinthians 4.16. 2 Corinthians 4.16 says, So we do not lose heart. Though our outer self is wasting away, our inner self is being renewed day by day. Our inner self is being renewed day by day. This is the heart of the Father, is that we would be continually renewed, continually restored, continually growing in the kingdom. Um, The normal meaning of renewal is an instance of resuming something after an interruption. Many of us have had our lives interrupted, interrupted by situations that we can't control. Maybe for some of us, situations that are of our own doing. Interruptions. A common word in today's marketplace is disruption. Uber is a disrupting company. It disrupts all the taxi companies that have been running for generations. And Uber comes in overnight and bam, just disrupts the industry. This is a common word in in the marketplace. But sometimes we have interruptions or disruptions into our normal life that make us think about what we're doing. Sometimes they are because we've made silly decisions, bad decisions, wrong decisions. Other times there's situations that come upon us. I want to explore today what it looks like to take hold of that and bring about renewal in those situations. We have built uh, at our retreat property, we, um, we had some work done clearing out a creek and building some ponds. And around one the larger pond in particular is quite a lot of earthworks and reinstating natural habitats and uh, getting rid of tyres and crap that people had put into the creek. And, uh, and so there's a lot of earthworks, a lot of disrupting happening in that area and it was just dug up and water damaged and all sorts of stuff. The other day we were sitting by it, just sitting out there, looking over it. It was a beautiful night and we just... We're just talking and, and I just looked down between my feet and there was this tiny little um, tree beginning to grow. And this, this tree, was a, it's a native grey box tree which is in this region, very native to this specific Onkaparinga Hills area. And um, I've learned enough about trees to know the best trees for that area are the seeds that fall from those local trees rather than ones you bring in. I mean, I've brought plenty in as well and done replanting, but the absolute cream of the crop are the ones that fall from the local trees and grow naturally in that soil because they're just embedded in and they're so familiar with the soil conditions. And so I'm looking at this thinking, my goodness, we've completely dug up and graded and just drove machines over this all this area. I could still see tire tracks. And out of one of the cracks is already growing one of these trees, which in time is going to be, you know, 10, 15 metres high and a fantastic uh, eucalyptus tree in this area. 
And here it is, and I could have so easily stepped on it or, you know, dug it up again or rode a motorbike over it or something. But uh, here it is growing. We completely interrupted and disrupted the whole region only for God's natural way to regenerate and bring renewal. That tree wasn't growing before, but because of the disruption and all the annoyance, and we obviously disrupted the trees in the area and spread seeds somehow, and here it is regrowing in a perfect, perfect place, actually. I would have planted one there, and here it is growing. It's going to take a few years to get there. But this is what God does with all of our interruptions. All of those disruptions in your life will have a purpose of renewal. They will have a purpose of God bringing about some good out of the chaos. Sometimes we just focus on the chaos. We just focus on everything that's not happening, everything that's going wrong, everything. And why, why, why? And sometimes if we just look beyond the mountain, beyond the challenge, we will be able to see the Father is at work in your life. He is planning good things for you. He is planning already a path that you and I can't see. But in his wisdom, he is growing a new seedling. Where we're looking at all the disruption and the chaos and the problems and the the issues of life and the stress. And we're focusing in on this little thing. And all the while, he's looking beyond that. He's saying, come on, come on, look beyond that. There's a seedling growing. You can't see it yet, but it's growing. And whatever you're going through right now in your life, I can guarantee you there are seedlings being sown. Little seedlings, sometimes they're under the surface. And you know what? Our soil is, it cracks a lot. When it dries, it cracks a lot. It's clay, so it just opens right up. And it's interesting, the seedlings love it. The seedlings come up in the cracks of our life. So even in our weakness, even in when we don't even know what to do, we just yield and give ourselves to God and he'll bring up the seedlings wherever he can. Even in the cracks of life, even in the doubts, the fears, the unknown territory. The, the human condition hates unknown situations. We just, we just need to know what, what's coming up. I don't know. It's just one of those things. We like plans. We like to know what's coming up. We like to know that there's not a cliff. We're just about to jump off in a situation. But we like to have a known scenario of life. That gives us some peace and some comfort. Nothing wrong with that. But sometimes God hides things from us for a reason. And those hidden times are times where we have to trust in him, where we have to allow his goodness to overtake us. And we have to try and settle into his peace and listen to his voice so that he can bring about good. He can bring about some guidance. And so I felt prophetically for some of us today that there are dreams, there are destinies, there are situations, there are even relationships, there are job scenarios, there are situations in some people's lives today that this is going to be really relevant for you and it's, it's a prophetic word to you, if you like, to not give up at those scenarios. Don't focus on the interruption. Don't focus on the disappointment. Don't focus on the weakness and the letdowns, and when you've stuffed it up and you've got it wrong, because God wants to turn it around. 
He wants to bring seedlings in your life. He wants to bring new growth that wouldn't have come about had you not had those scenarios. It had those interruptions and that disruption not happened in your life, there would be no opportunity for renewal. The good thing about renewal is it's normally bigger and better than before. And these are, this is sort of opposite to our human nature because we just don't like these kind of scenarios, do we? I mean, they're annoying. And yet God wants to turn it around and he wants to bring about incredible things. Genesis chapter 50, verse 19 to 21. We're going to read from there. And this is Joseph once he'd been uh, given a very prominent position in, in Egypt, and obviously his brothers who had cast him down the wells many years before, who tried to kill him and get rid of him, they were in famine, and they've now come to Joseph, not knowing Joseph, and they've now come to him for food supplies. And so Joseph says to them, don't be afraid. Am I in the place of God? You intended to harm me, but God intended it for good to accomplish what is now being done, the saving of many lives. So then, do not be afraid. I will provide for you and your children. And he reassured them and spoke to them kindly. They thought he was going to kill. This is a, this is a type of Jesus act, if you like. This is what Jesus does to us. We don't deserve him, but we come to him out of our weakness and in our sin. We come to Jesus and really we should have wrath. We should have a lot of um, condemnation. We should have a whole lot of stuff because of the sin in our lives. And yet he comes to us when we need supplies and we come to him and he gives us salvation. He gives us restitution. But more than that, he says... And this is kind of Jesus almost to Satan, if you like, almost taking what Satan's plans. You intended to harm me, but God intended it for good to accomplish what is now being done. If we don't go through those situations in life and we don't get through them and keep walking, keep running, keep praying, keep seeking the Lord, then we can forfeit some of these opportunities for grace. We can forfeit some of these opportunities for new buds in our life. I believe that in our lives, there are sometimes situations that maybe are beyond our control or maybe it is of our doing. I've known that in my own life. There's situations that I look at and I think, wow, had I not made that decision, I wouldn't have had to go through such a strong lesson. The God, God teaches us lessons, doesn't he? Sometimes there are ramifications for bad decisions. I don't know about you, but maybe he just deals with me that way. But God is a God of grace, but he's also a God of truth. And he wants to discipline us. He wants to teach us and train us so we can be bigger and better than we were before. And if we don't walk through the discipline process, if we don't walk through that process of guiding and interrupting our routine and the way we think, then we'll never see the new growth. And so sometimes we almost have miscarriages, if you like, or almost aborted dreams, if you think of it like a baby. Sometimes we've walked through that ourselves. And some of you will know what I'm talking about. There's situations where you just have to, you've given up because it was just too hard. And it just seems too far gone. I want to say to you today, you never know what God's going to bring about. 
Because God, just like Joseph here, sometimes what we think is going to bring harm in our lives, what we think is a pain point, is actually a really, really good place of breakthrough leading us into a whole new land, and God will turn it around. What the enemy sought to bring harm, God wants to bring about to accomplish good things in your life. And so then we actually look to the bigger things. We look to heaven, and we actually say, all right, Lord, what are you doing? Because I have no idea. This is chaos. This is out of control here. But I'm going to allow you to interrupt my life because I want the fruit. I want the seedlings. And sometimes we have to get over ourselves. We have to get over our pride. We have to get over our thinking and all our limitations and restrictions and all these little things so that we can actually see the harvest of what he wants to bring about. God wants to use you to be a harvester. He actually says it quite clearly that, you know, we need more harvesters. We need more workers in the harvest field because the Lord is at the ready. He's at the ready, but sometimes he's looking to us saying, come on, let's get over this issue. It's time. It's time. It's time to watch for the future things. It's time to look for the bigger things and get over some of this little stuff that we get stuck on. John 10.10, great verse. Many of us know it off by heart. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. And Jesus says, I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. This is kind of like resurrection. When I'm sitting there looking at the the new tree growing in there, it's resurrection. It's resurrection. It's kind of what nature does all the time. It dies and it resurrects itself. It's fascinating. I was driving through some areas up in uh, Newcastle area, and they'd had bushfires in the last few years, massive bushfires, and driving along the freeways, I could see kilometres and kilometres of Um, black trees but had incredible new growth coming out of it, incredible new growth coming out of it. And what what do we look at when we're looking at that is, is we're looking at nature. We're looking at the kingdom, the kingdom of God. Sometimes we've been burnt. Many of you maybe feel burnt in certain situations in life. It doesn't take very long. I was watching a a documentary, I can't remember, it was one of our gardening, grand designs-y kind of series. And, and they were interviewing a guy, a gourmet farmer it was, there you go, in case you're interested. Anyway, he, he was uh, going and interviewing an old guy who'd just gone out into Tasmania and he just wanted to live in the, in the forest, didn't want to see anyone, obviously an introvert, didn't want to see anyone or hear from anyone. And, and lo and behold, he'd, he'd lost his house in a bushfire only six weeks earlier, and they showed on camera the new growth budding already after six weeks. It's, it was incredible. I mean, it's like that long, already beautiful green leaves coming out of the tree. Uh, God will restore things faster than you think if we will be obedient. Sometimes we have to yield and we have to say, all right, Lord, I'm not going to focus on the burntness. I'm going to focus on the new buds that are coming out. There are new buds always waiting to come about in our life. If we will look for them, if we will ask the Lord, where are they? Where are they? I want to find them. I want to find them. It's amazing that the kangaroos will find them. I can guarantee you that. They smell them a mile away and they just go straight. Fresh plantings. I know it sounds like issues for me right now, but it is. It's an issue. 
There'll be thousands of bushland around and I'll plant a nice new, you know, sugar gum or something like that and bang, overnight they're into it. But this is what we can be like too. Watch what he will do when we begin in faith to look over the horizon and see the new buds and see that new stuff that's sprouting in our lives. And then out of faith and obedience, we begin to water that. We begin to go for that. And what, we, what begins to take place is resurrection. Resurrection of promises that have died. Resurrection of faith that maybe died long ago. Resurrection of hope and dreams that maybe have been tough and interrupted and disrupted. God wants to turn those things around and so that he can actually accomplish good things out of what was meant to be harmful. He will turn them around and he will bring resurrection. It's part of his nature. You can see every person in Scripture who ever accomplished something good went through a burning phase, went through being interrupted, went through a process of renewal. God is a God of renewal. He doesn't leave us in the burnt place. He doesn't leave us completely interrupted. Sometimes we prolong that process by fighting and wrestling and just stirring ourselves up and accusing everyone and ourselves and God of everything under the sun. And it's one of those things that we can get caught in that season. I believe a point of breakthrough is when we let go and we say, all right, God, I want the fruit. Let's get through this. And when I know there's a pain point, I always have a little wave of prayer and say, God, can you do this really quickly? Can you rip the Band-Aid off as fast as you possibly can? Because I don't like seasons of pain. I don't know about you, but it's just one of those things. But God will allow us to go through this stuff. Why? Because he wants you to bear more fruit. He wants you to be more fruitful than you've ever been in your life. He wants you, you, every single believer, he wants us all to be carriers of the kingdom of heaven so that we have solutions, we have answers. And sometimes here's something that we're realizing more and more, whether it's in business, whether it's in spirit, soul, body, relationships, you name it, you can just run this ruler over every aspect of life. Do you want to know what it is? Yeah, Karen does. Awesome. We'll talk about it over lunch. Here's the thing, and this is where I think a lot of believers trip up. See, we believe in heaven. We believe in the gifts of the Spirit. We believe in the power of God. We believe in, in, in doing things uh, in the spirit realm as much as we possibly can. And, and we follow all the spiritual laws. But where we often fall flat is we forget there are natural laws. And so we can, we can abide by every spiritual law under the sun and we can, we can be incredible in that realm. But if we don't also follow the natural laws of living on earth, because we do live on earth, I don't know if you've noticed that. I know it's a good environment here, but we're not in heaven yet. And we haven't got the fullness of heaven here on earth yet. As much as we might desire that, we haven't. We still live in two worlds, don't we? And so what do I mean by this? Because it's kind of, it can be a pinch point, I think. Um, there's, there's a number of areas I could go into today, but I'm just going to make it, let's just make it really relevant for me. Let's just say in business. If I can be praying and fasting for breakthroughs in business and I can be the best person in that realm, but unless I actually get out there and know how to market myself and how to run a business and how to do those things well, the business is going to be useless. 
And so there are natural laws we need to follow and obey. We have to pay taxes. No point praying about it saying, God, please let me avoid taxes. There are natural laws. Pay your taxes. Uh, Pay your employees. Market your company well. All these things. Very simple. They're natural. You don't have to read the Bible to learn them. Millions of people around the world know this stuff. Here's another one for you. Try this afternoon testing your spiritual laws and saying, Lord, protect me. Let your angels come around me. I'm going to believe. I'm going to fast. And I'm going to walk out onto South Road amid the traffic. What's going to happen? A natural law is going to drive straight through you or around you or you're going to cause chaos. There's no point believing for things that are just pure stupidity. And so we have an ability in and of ourselves in the natural realm to carry an authority. We're learning that realm in our health in a way we've never before because we're obeying natural laws. These things, new ages and and very odd people all over the earth who wear tie-dyed outfits and have dreadlocks, they know all this stuff. They're super healthy, super fit, a lot of them, and they have insight into things that... That, that Christians are just like, oh, that's weird. No, it's not weird. It's God's creation and nutrition and health and vitality and, and wholeness. And so don't be scared of that sort of stuff. We're just taking it back. Just taking it back to the garden, if you like. I said all this stuff to my dad, and he's like, what about protein? What about protein? <laughs> This, we could go anywhere right now, but Karen will run some health seminars and things and she'll train everyone. And, but I have noticed my parents' generation are very scared of protein, this issue of protein and protein, protein. But uh, yeah, Karen's just saying, watch the movie documentary made by Arnold Schwarzenegger and Jackie Chan called The Game Changers. And it explains everything. But uh, anyway... We'll leave it there, go and download it this afternoon and watch it. And I can see Peter is just about to walk out. He, he's, he's not with me. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Anyway, so let's wrap this thing up. Let's wrap this thing up. I, I believe there's a point of breakthrough that, that we're even coming to as a people group where we can explore realms that churches don't normally explore. Uh, I was a couple of days, like I said, at... Uh, at a church on the central coast called Hope UC Church, run by Mark and Darlene Check, actually. But they have multiple campuses and, and, you know, they have a business incubator kind of set-up thing going that, you know, we're linking in with. And, um, and it's, it's interesting. I'm sitting there going, we've got all this. We've got all this. We've got people with experience. We've got... And I wasn't being arrogant, but I'm just sitting there going, okay, it's time for Adelaide to come out of the closet. And I don't mean with our sexuality. I mean with the stuff that God's put inside of us for years and years and years and years and years. And so don't be shy if God is doing good things in your life. Tell people about it. Don't be shy. Okay, I'm going to go really random here. I've been told by many people that when I hold a microphone, I'm also flipping the bird. (laughs) Russell's noted. I'm sorry. So I'm just going to apologize about that. We're cutting this off the podcast And if you've never noticed, then it's weird what hits you when you're up here, you know, like, anyway, so 
I think I better just, just wrap this thing up. When we get really wise, when we get really wise in the spirit realm and the natural realm, then God can take us to places that we normally we're limited. Try it. Pray God send an angel to protect me from getting hit by a car and try stepping out. It doesn't work. It might work for Jill or someone like that, super spiritual. But I know for me, it'll be one of those, it'll be an issue, be an issue. So we're going to just finish now. It's just going to turn chaotic. Let's stand and, and we just want to. So it's the best response I've had in a long time. I'm okay with that. If God does some stuff, let's just let him do some stuff, hey? Just lift your hands and let's ask him for revelation and insight into everything that he has for us. Because, Lord, we just, we just want everything you have for us. We ask that you would release heaven over us. And you would teach us and train us how to be incredible ambassadors for the kingdom of heaven here on earth. Lord, I pray that you would increase Increase your anointing in and on us, Lord. That you would do great things. You begin to open doors that have been closed. You'd begin to bring new seedlings where we've had bushfires just go through. We've had miscarriages. We've had issues. And so, Lord, we just ask you'd give us wisdom to know which natural laws we're meant to obey and steward ourselves really, really wisely and really, really well in the natural so that heaven can break loose in our lives. Lord, I pray for fresh anointing in careers and openings and business and strategic areas that you want to release throughout believers so that we would be the head, not the tail in, in the marketplace and in the realms of life. And Lord, in every area, Lord, in relationships and in our lives, in our marriages, in our families, we pray for restoration restoration. Lord, where there's been bushfires gone through, there's been interruptions, there's been disappointments, there's been chaos, there's been stuff that's happened. Lord, we ask, bring the seedlings, bring the fresh seedlings of life and restoration and resurrection. Resurrect relationships with sons and daughters and cousins and situations that just can't be solved any other way. I pray for restoration, restoration, restoration. Lord, we ask for miracles in bodies. Even today, Jesus, we ask that you would come with your tangible touch of heaven and that you would touch illnesses where there's interruptions in our cells, in our blood, in our bones, in our bodies. Jesus, we ask that you would come and you would bring healing and you would bring life and you would bring resurrection, resurrection to our bodies with a fresh power and a fresh authority. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, Lord, we ask that you would fill us afresh with your hope and with your destiny, restored dreams, restored hopes. Holy Spirit, I ask that this week you'd begin to whisper to us in fresh new ways about the seedlings, about the new growth, about fresh ideas, that we won't be limited by the past, but we would see beyond that and we would see the future. 
and we would see what you have for us and that you would turn situations around that have really tried to tear us down and you will accomplish your will. And so we say, Lord, let your kingdom come. Let your power come. Let your spirit fall upon us in fresh new ways. In fresh new ways, in Jesus' name. Amen.